That was so pathetic. That was terrible. We got to do it again. Let me play the intro again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of RB. To my bottom left, we have the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. What's up, everybody? Good, good afternoon. Cody has taken your place as a civil rights leader. Listen, I look like it was about to twist. Wanted to tell the world that I'm going to have a half white, half black baby girl. Right. Like we didn't know. <laughs> and then uh, we have. <laughs> to my bottom right, we have BK Matt. Going on. I ain't gonna hold you. I saw the I saw the little eulogy that Cody Rose was giving, and I'm like, yo, I swear he's Pete. He has to be Pete. They related. He got a little American dream. I mean, he don't even know. I mean, I would That's I would crazy. never get a neck tattoo though like that. Nah, it's not wrong with neck tattoos. No, I just that neck tattoo. That will not like neck tattoos at all. I'm not gonna hold you. I think Brandy took him to a cookout and he kind of met Uncle Ray. Uh huh. And cousin and and. and Cousin E Bob, and it was like, no way, that, that look hot. That might give I mean, me the only, the only time, the only time I ever thought Brandy went to the cookout was that time she tried to step to Jade, and she came. I still she came couldn't. Mad hood. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. Y'all dragging it. Y'all dragging I, it. And, I and liked before, it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe it. Right. So, and to my top right. The queen, the head of the the year sports show table, Queen Tay. Seven K Tay in the building. Seven K Tay in the building. Let's go. Acknowledge Um, her. Acknowledge her. Um, Shouts to um, we got a lot of um, new visitors because we're using a different platform because Facebook wants to tweak and then block us from something I posted in 2018. I'm about but, to say, um, you on Facebook jail like shanties? That's crazy. No, 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 no. I can post on Facebook. I just can't go live. Oh. So, shout-outs to uh, Nikki on Vegas, Miss Murr, my friends Waffles. Like, we got a few new um, viewers, so welcome to the madness. How's everybody's week? Every Well, everybody's week. My week was... <laughs> you, about to talk, you about to tell everybody week was? I'm for everybody. But um, my week was kind of... Um, a roller coaster. Um, oh. On Thursday, I said goodbye to my aunt, who is my first best friend in this whole world. Mm-hmm. The only person I have two matching tattoos with. No, they're not neck tattoos. Um, and um, today, I'm rocking the shirt uh, Black Not Dangerous. You know, Lulu and Sam, they've been guests on this show yes. a couple of times, and their brother passed away last year, and in his honor, um, they released a shirt line um, for his saying, you know, just having empowerment for Blacks. And um, showing people that, you know, we may be black, but we're not dangerous. Most definitely. Most definitely. Shout to Shaq, who's in here. You know, a longtime follower, the man with the plan. Well, Shaq is part of the team. Y'all just don't Shaq know. Definitely Shaq. Part of the team. <laughs> Shaq is definitely part of the team. Shaq got Shaq to get a shirt, too. Shaq, first, Shaq. I thought you were talking about Shaquille O'Neal, who talked like this. Nah, nah. about some ball. He does talk like that, though. He does. He does talk like that. And there's a little bouncing ball and all the words Shaq saying. I'm gonna need him to get at Kendra Perkins because he's wilding in these streets. I don't know. We'll what. talk. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. You saw my post. 
Yes, I saw it. Not talking about Tay. You saw my post? Probably not. He said Eric Spolster is a top five NBA coach of all time. All time? All time. Mm. I, can give you, I, can, I can give you right now, but I'm not going to give you all time. I'm going to give you the last 10 years, but not all time. He's underrated for sure. He's and definitely he's underrated. But. He's one of the longest tenured coaches of this generation. People don't realize how many years he's racking up under his belt. But um, mm-hmm. top five all time? Hell no. Ooh, I don't think so. I'm sorry. I wouldn't even – I don't even think top ten. I, he might can graze top ten. I mean – Y'all too liberal with y'all top no, ten. Because, because I said he might congrats. Yeah, I didn't say it was a definite. You got coaches, coaches. You got coaches like Lenny Wilkins that a lot of people are gonna forget is all time winning. Exactly. His coach. But people are gonna be like, "Oh, exactly. he ain't got no rings." But the man's all time winning is coaching the league. He ain't got no rings. But you got like, no, you, got no like you got Lenny. You got you know Chuck Daly. Chuck mm-hmm. Daly. You got Phil Jackson. You get what I'm saying? You got all these other coaches. You got his, his own president, Pat Riley. Pat Riley. John, Thank, John you. Thank you so much. Come on, man. You, you, these niggas, they wildin'. I don't get what they saying. Like, like he's not top five. I'm sorry. When I see a neck tattoo, I know somebody has about three baby mamas and a credit score of like 396. That is profile. And he put his finger under the words when he reads. That, that might have been something wow. that I wouldn't have been attracted to at 21. But 30-something-year-old Tay, I need a little bit more refinement. Oh, she man. said, put the finger down to read. Uh, uh, I mean, that one, that one, that That's one guy in the class that he bad as hell. And then every time he got an attitude because the teacher called on him to read, and then he put his finger under every word. Like, oh, the patient. Of I'm like nah. Basically, he reads like how Kendrick Perkins talk. But yeah, that's, I said it. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? I and no, I see, your, I see your cheap plug for Twitter, Matt. Let me tell you something. I'm not following you because you didn't follow me. So I didn't even. I'm just trying to understand Twitter. Dre's been yelling at. It's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's easier than getting Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is write a couple of ignorant statements, and there you go. You have a Twitter. Well, I'm working on it. I haven't. Finger under the words, Nikki. Finger under the words, baby. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into it, Tay. And I don't. I Do I even? I don't know your thing on Twitter. I got to get you. I got you. Dre didn't like Linkers. I didn't. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Don't blame Dre. Don't blame I don't know. Dre. Not, don't like you're going to get in trouble anyway. Cut it out. Like don't I'm saying, I, I don't know nothing about Twitter. I'm still trying to learn no, it. Why, why are we on, on, about Twitter? Come on. Why we're on this how, how was your week? Yeah. Uh, Like I said, last two weeks. Cole Cole don't know that slavery ain't over. Um, right. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's going to be a, a crazy summer. They don't know that you know slavery ended decades ago, but you know you don't get fired. Hey, right, you gotta relax. <laughs> look, look, I, I, it, it's bad when I'm you know getting off at nine in the morning. Ain't nobody up but Jesus when I get no, off work. No. It's bad at no. nine in the morning. I'm so well. Well, after working twenty something hours, I must say yeah. people should be people should be up at nine. To the people should be at work on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta relax. Nah, you relax. Yeah, you gotta relax. Gotta, you can't do this. 20, and Pete, 20, Pete, how was your week? 
going on with your hair? Why is it all slicked back? Like, Where's the swoop? He's tired of us making fun of him. That's what it is. He's tired of us making fun of him. But we're gonna find a way to make fun of you here, like with your hair like this. Because now you look like should... a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, beats him looking like you know Otis. Otis, who's older? Otis from Temptations. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, for some reason, this just it, it it just became a little easy to style it this way. Uh-huh. Um, you cut it, didn't it? You cut no, it. No, I haven't. I haven't cut it. Not cut it. You can tell. No, I have not cut it since the last time I cut it. But this is, you know, one of the hairstyles that I've used a lot, especially uh, when I was like in high school and stuff. Is why a lot of people thought I was uh, Italian for a very long time and not Puerto Rican. To be fair, I thought I, you were Italian before I first met you. Then I saw you in your whole Puerto Rican fit. Uh, at, at, yo, he had every Puerto Rican thing on. I didn't. Th- I thought he had the Puerto Rican uptowns on too. It was one time. Oh that, my god! Remember was, those? Yo, oh, goodness. We were at a battle club event, and this is the first time I seen him outside of you know his his you know his commentary fit. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. I'm just like. He had the beads shaved too. No, the he might as well. He might as well. He might as well. He might as well. Boy, that was the style when Lumi D hit gave us with that um uh oh song. Oh, when Gasolina uh, was popping. Oh my, oh my god! It had that early two thousands reggaeton era. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that last night for some reason. It took me back to the time where. I used to party with, you know, nobody parties like Puerto Ricans. You start partying at 3 o'clock in the afternoon until 3 o'clock the next day. Two days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Still, he had a that like I saw. Let feed you, though. Let feed you, though, for sure. No, I'm just sitting there like, how many, I mean, how many songs do they know? They know <laughs> everything. Word for word. Word for word. Very true. My- uh, week's been good. Week's been good. I mean, the weather's getting a little bit better, which is a good thing. Um, and thankfully, my allergies have not started acting up major yet. Uh, <laughs> I hate this weather. I hate the sunshine. I hate 80 degrees. I don't like nothing room temperature, not even my room. I want all my rooms to be 60 degrees, 65. It matches the temperature of my soul. Yes. Sweater weather all day. Really? Well, some really, some, some really good news that I found, I found this week that I heard. It changed you. You didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. It matches the temperature of my soul. You think? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Okay. We're we're all right. Okay. Go ahead, Pete. Matt, you caught that. Just, you, Matt, you caught that because that was for you. I caught that. <laughs> I, I'm like, wow. I, I don't know if y'all heard. If y'all heard the news, but. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple is being brought back as an adult game show. You see, you see, you see. They have to chill. If, if this was like 25 years, 25 years ago, Good I was relax. ready. My knees are too old. And they're going to be doing it real, in real life situations. You're not even doing it in a studio. Right. No. Yo, imagine them like, all right, you have to get out, you have to get out of um, um, the pink houses. That, that's one of the um I'm just waiting for them to mess up. I'm just waiting for them to mess up and and and, and yes. no and cast and cast somebody who gonna just straight straight knock one of them temple guards out. You try to sneak up on them. Let me say something. They had legends of the hidden nitra. Me and Matt will win every yes. legends of the hidden nitra. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Like, Matt, you start so at the bottom. As soon as you start popping, nah, boy. Like, come on. Don't do that. Don't sneak up on me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Your Honor. They should have they should have checked me at the metal detector. I'm oh, sorry. man, not Your Honor. Dude. It's going that far. <laughs> sorry. So, um, you shouldn't be popping up on black people like that. This is not fun. Like, why didn't they come out with this when people who actually watch the show could participate in this? Right. Like, most of us are like in our thirties. You know, the injuries throughout the years have has compromised our ability to be able to live out the dream. Because when I was younger, I used to swear. Compromise like hell, bro. <laughs> I mean, give me some trivia, as Matt will know, and I'll be able to to knock it out the park. But all that running and jumping and stuff, I'm Can't too big that. for that. Bro. I wanted to do American Gladiators. I wanted to do Family Feud. I do not want to do Head and Temple. I'm I wanted sorry. to do. I wanted to do Guts. I wanted to do Nickelodeon I to do Guts. Yeah, and I wanted to. Do, and I wanted to do Double Dare. Double yeah, Dare. I, I didn't want to do Double Dare too. Double Dare too. I had a chance to visit the Double Dare set when I was a kid. Um, when my family took me to Disney, but my man works to Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios. Universal Studios is over there. It's across from Disney. We playing semantics today, Dre. No, they're like on two separate sides. So what? This was nineteen ninety. Universal Studios. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. I play with you. Don't play with me today. I was like seven years old when I wanted to be slime. Did you get to take the slime? Yes. No. I'm not gonna tell we're not gonna tell everybody what it is. No, we actually can tell everybody what it is because everybody grown now. It was, oh, if I was eating the slime, it's pudding. pudding. It's it's green pudding, bro. <laughs> That's it. I That's never it. knew that. That's it. I never knew that. Why you think why you think Amanda Bond and Danny Tamborelli used to eat it all the time or figure it out when they would get slime? Like OB, like who, who's you said a you said uh uh Lori Denberg Lori I'm not Denberg Danny Tamborelli Amanda Bynes I'm not going there. Oh, you all that you said figure it out. Well, no, because they used to be the panelists. They used to be on the panelists. Um, next. <laughs> My week was good. I um, so I guess I do it a bit publicly since it's, it's our platform. But um, I spent the last five years at JFK. Um, and now I'm moving over to LaGuardia Airport in a higher position. Um, again, publicly thank everybody who I worked with. Um, I'll have a post later or when this drops, the post will be out. But uh, thank everybody who I worked with. Um, anybody, everybody who pushed me to get to this level. And, you know, now day one is coming next week. So, um, swag is different now that you got a promotion. You know, now he got money. Yo, why so, y'all so, in my pocket? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I volunteered, but since seven K Tay up here and 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 that money sacks big baby over there. I mean, y'all, we we. I mean, I'm sorry. I said I, drinks is on you. I said drinks. Okay, you I said, drink. I said drinks and dinner was on you because you got a promotion. A couple don't. Mm, you got to promote right. you. You also work 24 hours out the day. Exactly. You also work 24 hours out the day. So you got to have You got to have money. I got kids. 12 of those was overtime. So I got kids. Drink is on you. I got kids. I told y'all I'm broke. I he Slater. Oh, we know. We know. So, I mean, I got birthdays coming up. Shane birthday coming up in like July. Then, you know, I got two babies. It's always June. I'm, I'm, I'm. All right. 
<laughs> We're gonna celebrate everybody's birthday in one month, and it's all on Matt. What? <laughs> no, and then and then and then the next month when Peter have a show when he makes up, it's gonna be all on Peter too. I'm yeah. just saying, seven K Tay and you, y'all, y'all promotions is a lot better than mine. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, you know. I know what you're talking about. Let's get in the quick hit speed. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump right into it right about no, my Coca-Cola page. Damn, theme when, when we have to change it because YouTube wanna play. Yeah, we definitely gonna have to change that because we get messed <laughs> up by it. Uh, but let's get into quick hits uh, for the week of May the 15th. And let's start in Major League Baseball where the Oakland A's are exploring options for relocation, possibly leaving Oakland uh, and the Oakland Coliseum, a, a iconic uh, view in Coliseum in Oakland when you watch it in baseball games. You've also seen it in football games back when the Raiders would play there. And obviously the Raiders now in Vegas. Actually, Vegas, one of the spots that the Oakland A's are looking at. So Oakland might lose two of its three teams to Vegas. So detrimental. But go ahead. Leaving just the Warriors in uh, Golden State and Oakland. Moving to the NFL, the Packers are circling the wagons. Um, Earlier in the week, they signed former Jaguars quarterback Blake Bortles to the team. Now, to be fair, a lot of people, were, including myself, thought about this as a disrespectful sign to Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Dat Man. Um, but, <laughs> but if we... A.k.a. Matt's man, not that man. Matt's if, man. You're, if you're actually looking at the roster for the... Uh, for the Green Bay Packers, they had no other quarterbacks under contract besides Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and so they needed a backup slash third string quarterback. Hence, Blake Bortles. But Coach Matt, uh, Coach Lafleur, in a press conference a couple of days ago this week, stated adamantly that he very, very badly and will do anything for Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. Of course, Green Bay circling the wagons. Y'all know Aaron Rodgers don't talk to his family, right? Just letting y'all know that. Yo, every time something happens with Aaron Rodgers, they bring that. Yo, he don't talk to his family. So what type of man is this y'all trying to find? I'm just saying. It takes everything that we're just saying. Like, if you don't talk to your moms, like, it got to be some deep, like, Something is wrong. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. You don't talk to his family, though. Good. Um, and uh, a story coming out of Denver. Broncos offensive tackle Jawan wait, James. Wait, wait. I ran upstairs and almost fell because I heard all this blasphemous talk. Y'all announced that man right. He's our MVP. That man. Oh, I'm glad he muted himself at the right time. No, <laughs> I did. I did that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Pete. <laughs> go ahead, continue. Uh, you hear that? <laughs> you saw his star pajama pants. I'm through. 
I'm a story coming out of Denver this week. Uh, offensive tackle Jawan James, uh, who was released by the Broncos, is actually considering a grievance to the NFL Players Association to recoup more than $10 million in lost salary. It was released last Friday, and the Broncos released him under the non-football injury designation, meaning that they have no contractual obligations and can void his salary and would not be required to pay his full base salary if they are able to show that the player was injured outside of the team facilities. The NFL sends out send out a memo to coaches and teams reminding them to that they must continue to remind players to work out in team facilities as that teams have an abundance of injury prevention um, opportunities available. But um, this is a, a big issue, a prickly issue with the NFL Players Association and NFL teams because a lot of NFL players work out privately uh, at other facilities that are not team-based. And if they get injured during these workouts – uh, and the team releases them, they are not contractually obligated to pay any of their salary. Hola, mi gente. Hey, baby. Shouts to Amanda and Sazone Talk. We had a very spicy episode. If you listen to it, you would probably look at this a whole different way. But make sure you take a chance and listen to it. Um, weekend with y'all. I already know what it's like. <laughs> moving to the NBA. Playoffs are right around the corner. The Knicks currently playing right now. Yes, I know. Things are finally growing in, right? <laughs> um, and NBA playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, and the Knicks who are currently playing right now, uh, live, uh, you know, live, uh, and, and, you know, and in their second-to-last game of the season. Sorry, I got caught up you sound, there. You sound like me, Pete. Yeah, in their <laughs> yeah. second-to-last game of the season. Have they still have a chance to secure the fourth seed in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference playoff race? They have to win their last two games of the season and hope that Miami loses one of their remaining two games. Miami plays Milwaukee tonight and Detroit tomorrow. And the hope is Miami loses one of those two games. And because the Knicks swept the Hawks this season, the Knicks would be guaranteed the number four seed in the playoffs. Right now, they are the number six seed in the playoffs. Oh, wow. The heartbeat of New York basketball is back, though. You know, I tell you, I think New York basketball doesn't work without the Knicks. Doesn't. Absolutely. Um, Speaking about Miami, Udonis Haslam entered his first game of his 18th NBA season. He spent the entire year – with getting DNP's coach's decisions, entered his first game of his 18th season in the league and played three minutes before being ejected from the game. Straight goal. He's a goon. I, I love that energy. I love that energy. But the energy was at Dwight Howard, so it's kind of like, eh. First time, Jonathan Haslam made NBA history, becoming the first player ever to have played in the NBA for played in an NBA one NBA NBA game in a season and be ejected from it. Hey, sometimes you got you got to put that you got to lay that force down. Let them know you ain't nothing. Miami Hall of Miami Hall of Famer. Bunch of goons in Miami in, in that Miami Heat uniform. I swear, 
bunch of goals. Speaking, speaking of records that were broken and set this week, Russell Westbrook cemented himself as the career triple-double king on Monday when he broke Oscar Robertson's career triple-double record. Oscar Robertson held that record for 47 years, had 130, 181 career triple-doubles, and on Monday, with 28 points, 21 rebounds, and 13 assists, Russell Westbrook broke that record with 182. I believe he's gotten a couple more this week since then to increase that record. But here's what's interesting about Russell Westbrook. Let's look at this through the numbers uh, team, right? In Russell Westbrook's first six seasons, first six seasons in the league, he had only 19 triple-doubles in six seasons. Then in his seventh season, he gets 18 in a single season. And then his eighth season in the league, his MVP season, where he has 42 in the single season, he then gets 67 over the next three seasons. Um, and Russell Westbrook, I mean, if you took, if you look at just those numbers, his first six seasons, you would have never thought this is where Russell Westbrook would be as a player, and that he just exploded. Thirty is ever. It's. It's absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Sorry, it's GTA outside. But continue. Um, and, and for people who complain about the way that Russell Westbrook plays, for his career, teams are 136 and 45 when Russell Westbrook gets a triple-double. This year, the Wizards are 21 and 14 when Russell, Russell Westbrook gets a triple-double. Fighting for a player's spot. Um, but that's that goes back to my conversation from from before and talking about the others. That's the conversation from last week. Russell Westbrook yeah. got have a triple double all he wants. His others, and even him sometimes are not playing defense or not playing the best defense. So you're giving you're getting these monster number triple double numbers, which I'm not scoffing at. But the team isn't winning, so. Um, well, I, think, I think they had a chance to be in the paces, though, so I ain't even worried about it. I don't think speaking, so. Speaking about milestones, uh, a little bit of a leak coming out. Um, the 2021 class of the NBA Hall of Fame will be announced Sunday. But a small story leaking out, as it has been confirmed, that Detroit Pistons all-time blocks leader Ben Wallace will be entering the NBA Hall of Fame as part of the 2021 class. That's too soon. It's like Jay-Z getting elected into the Hall of Fame the same time as Tina Turner, which makes no sense to me. But go ahead. Uh, and the, the, uh, the second to last story also in the NBA, this actually just breaking earlier today. Legendary NBA commentator and broadcaster Marv Albert will be retiring at the end of this playoff run. Uh, we retiring at the end of the playoffs. His final game will be the Eastern Conference Finals uh, on TNT, where he has been the broadcaster for over 20 years. He will be 80 years old next month and has been calling NBA games for 60 years. He called his first game 
when he was 21 years old for the Knicks in 1963. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, yes, definitely. Um, a, uh, you gotta relax. You gotta <laughs> relax. You gotta relax. Sometimes I wish people could see the chat, and sometimes I don't. But oh my god, hey, but, you co signed it, Pete. Really, it's true. It had what, what, what stockings and all these wearing stockings. Would you stop? Stop. Also, Congratulations, um, Marv Albert. What a storied, long career you had. <laughs> the yes, voice of a generation. Definitely, definitely a voice, voice of a generation. generation. And the underworld, too. Would you stop? The true blue is going stop. on. I mean, I remember before Marv Albert became the voice Thank of the Blue for joining. <laughs> before Marv Albert became the voice, I grew up with Marv Albert as the Knicks, the Knicks announcer. That was the thing. Marv Albert was synonymous with Nick Games and MSG. Yeah. Sure was. And sure then, was. obviously, the national stage becoming the TNT announcer. Right. Man, I'm just saying, man, we're just losing some good sports guys. Now we lost Chris Webber. Now we're about to lose, man. Oh, uh, you got to get muted again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, stop. Um, I like Chris Webber. I like Chris Webber. I love Chris Webber. I don't like, you see what it is? I don't like him on 2K because he be, he's be spewing stupidness. <laughs> But so like, what's wrong with you? No, it, it's because I like everybody else, so I just gotta play through it. But it's like but he's ruining no, all, the experience for me. Right, he's, he's ruining, ruining the experience. And, I do not want to be on TNT most 2K right now. Pe- most two K people would be like, yes. But um, as far as him doing commentary, um, Chris um C Web, he's he's good at what he does. And um, please, please, if you haven't watched, not just us, but everybody, um, watch his interview on All the Smoke. Really good, really good, really good, really good. Um, it must have didn't drop, right? It dropped, it dropped, yes. But, um, thank you, Pete, for quick hits. One, we got one last thing. I was second last story. The last story, of course, the big news that everyone heard last night, breaking late last night on Twitter. Um, sad news coming out of the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Jerome Young, who we all knew as New Jack from ECW, passed away at the young age of 58 years old. Uh, reports saying that he suffered a heart attack in North Carolina where he had lived. Uh, this was reports according to his wife. Um, obviously anyone who's seen Dark Side of the Ring, the story on New Jack, um, you know, just really brought to life. If you, if you, I was, I learned about New Jack later. Um, like I wasn't watching original ECW. I was probably watching ECW near the end of ECW. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get to see the height of New Jack. And obviously, I then, as I became a, a later wrestling fan as an adult, saw his stuff in Mid-South Wrestling, which was just insanity, but greatness at the same time. Uh, most people just know New Jack as a hardcore, you know, crazy man in, in the wrestling ring. But uh, New Jack revered by many wrestlers, many wrestlers speaking about um, his softer side, his caring side. Um, and it's conversational side that a lot of people don't get to see necessarily. So uh, our condolences go out to the family and friends of Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack. A.k.a. one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life. I was laughing when I heard it. <laughs> oh, man. 
I saw I, I saw that uh, you know it's so coincidental. I saw that randomly for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and we just like. I was laughing, yo. I was dying laughing, yo. I, I must have been like thirteen when I first saw that, and of course, I, all that 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 promo happened like like what ninety four ninety like ninety three ninety four, right? You talk so, about the Smoky Mountain promo when he talks about OJ. Yeah. yeah. So really? I, I heard it for the first time when I was twelve. So when I heard that, I said, "Yo, I like that guy." And I actually met him when I was like seventeen. I met him in like uh, what was it, Maryland? I think it was MCW. I'm not really too sure where it was. It was some. It was some indie show, and I, he was wrestling. There. I think. But Dave Sapolsky put a story on Twitter about, well, obviously, when he was working ECW way back in the day, he said there was a show in Pennsylvania, and Gabe was in the parking lot handing out programs and flyers, and a group of white guys walked up to Gabe and said, uh, is New Jack on the show tonight? And he said, yeah. And they said, somebody go tell New Jack the clan here for him. And it was like they went inside to tell New Jack, and apparently New Jack was like, "Oh yeah, tell him I'll be outside the meeting." Hilarious, hilarious. New Jack reminded me of my uncle Born, though. <laughs> There's really dudes like, like New Jack in the hood. If you bro. haven't seen the life and the life, uh, the life and crimes of New Jack, Dark Side of the Ring season two, please That's look it. that up. It was a great, great episode. It was one of the funniest episodes I've ever watched. The funniest. The funniest. Yo, I'm, I'm about to watch it when we get off of this and I get my car. It's going to be funny. In memory. Thank you, Pete. He, Pete, um, that was, I'm about to say Pete Heat. Well, I don't know why I called you that. Um, that was quick hit for the week of May the 15th. Let's get into today's topics right now. <laughs> Tay's favorite time of year is here. Well, almost here. Almost here. Almost here. The NFL schedule has been put out. And a lot of interesting games. A lot of interesting games. I know Cowboy fans are pretty upset that they have to play um, big game Tom in the first game of the season after talking crazy all off, after talking crazy all off season, like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They're talking crazy. They're saying that they're going to have like a 14-3 and three record, I heard a few Cowboys fans saying. And I'm just like, really? For real? <laughs> like, still? Yo, drug. Still saying that? Drugs are crazy. crazy. Shout out to Ashley Baker. We got Shout out to Ashley Baker. Shout out to Ashley Baker. We love you, Ashley, but... Man. And, Jets, and Jets get the uh, and and Jets get the 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 ghost of Christmas past first game of the season because we got to go down play Carolina and Sam Darnold. That game's gonna be a draw. That game's gonna be a draw. Who's the Jets quarterback again? Jack Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. That took y'all too entirely too long. I was reading. I was actually reading something about uh, a, a scheduling quirk. Uh, on this uh-huh. year's NFL schedule, that's why. Okay. 
But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of pressure being put on the Buccaneers to, to kind of reign supreme. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that they started the season off shaky, shaky, shaky. Um, Matt is frozen, by the way. They started the um, the season off really shaky. They didn't really hit their stride until the second half of the NFL season, if not, if not even that. They didn't really hit their stride until almost playoffs. So while I do feel like they will beat the Cowboys on the first week, I don't see them like just smashing and bashing everybody throughout the season. Same, same. Uh, as I go through the list, um, Bleacher Report uh, came out with a list of the hardest and the, um, the through the easiest schedules. I'm just going to give out a few names. Um, Pittsburgh has the hardest schedule, apparently. Um, Green Bay has the fourth hardest schedule. Go down further. Um, the giant, the Jets had, are tied for 19th in terms of schedule, so they 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 have a you know a decent schedule. You go down to the bottom. Philly has the easy, the easiest schedule. They might they need it. Um, Dallas they has don't the need it. Dallas has the the uh, second easiest schedule, and they need it as well. Tampa Bay is at the bottom at 29, and they have a very easy schedule. And the Giants have. You know, the twenty fifth uh, on twenty fifth. So the teams that we're talking about are teams that kind of were in news last year. Oh, and the Washington football team, number fifteen. This is an NFC East um, favored um, schedule, which leads me to believe is I think that we're going to have more competition coming out the NFC East in a good way um, this season, as opposed to in a bad way. They're all scrapping for that wild card. Um, position. So we'll see. Well, the Eagles have an interesting because the Eagles have the easiest strength of schedule this year. Um, the Eagles have the easiest strength of schedule this year, but they also do not play a single road game against a team that had a winning record last year. So wow. all the teams they play on the road this upcoming season all had losing records last year, um, which could bode well for them. And here's an interesting scheduling thing. One of one of the teams for the last was it five the last five years, one of the teams that had the latest bye week in the season ended up or had a, a late bye week won the Super Bowl. Patriots in 2016 had a bye week in week nine, won the Super Bowl. Eagles had a week 10 in 2017, won. Patriots in 2018, week 11. Kansas City in 2019, week 12, won the Super Bowl. And last year, the Buccaneers had a bye week in week 13 and won the Super Bowl. So if that holds, if that crazy quirk holds, that means that we got to look at one of the four teams that have the latest bye week, and that is a week 14 bye week. Indianapolis Colts, no. New England Patriots, no. Miami Dolphins, no. and the no. Philadelphia Eagles. Hell no. Um, so, <laughs> that's over. But, but to, uh, just to jump in that real quick, so just I want to add to that with a question. Does this mean, like, remember last year where Pittsburgh played, they had their bye week, and they had their bye week super early, and then – played out the season. Do you think that if a team 
plays out the season and and gets to that bye week and they're still like pretty decent by that time, uh, is there going to be so much of an issue of losing momentum? Like, uh, if the Buccaneers were to have a have that their older team and they're starting and stopping at you know let's say 10 uh, 10 week 10 week 11 will that be an issue for them down the line i think it depends on the team Mm. because football's a war football's a game of attrition it really is Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could talk about baseball having the longest schedule. You could talk about basketball having a bunch of back-to-back games and stuff like that. But football has the most damaging game, and that's why it's only once a week, right? Um, and so it's really about, you know, using that bye week to, to get you the necessary rest. Now, if you're a team that's got that bye week early in the season – and then you got to run the rest of the table. That could really be detrimental because you don't get a time to rest injuries. You don't get a time to do that. And if you just happen to be one of maybe two teams in your division who are also having a great run, you know, you can't really pull anybody out to rest. You got to keep your foot on the pedal. Um, and so I think it could help a team that has a late bye week if they're on, if they're, if they have a great run to give them the rest that's necessary um, to to be able to recover and, and get ready for that second half of the season. But I find that a lot of times coming off the bye weeks, teams are shaking off those cobwebs too. It looks as if they were off for three weeks sometimes. You get right. what I'm saying? And that is something like Dre was saying with the momentum. Like once you have a rhythm and a momentum going, you know, it also depends on who you're playing against coming off the bye week. Mm-hmm. If it's like, okay, say if I'm Tampa Bay and my first game coming back from the bye week is the Packers, you get what I'm saying? That's going to be a hard, a little bit of a harder, you know, adjustment than coming back in the Jets. Yeah. Also, my question to you, Tay, before we end the segment, do you see any of these – do you see any sleeper teams this year? Like, or is it going to be the same old, you know, like last year, the Chiefs, the Bills? We're not talking about the Chiefs nearly as as enough as we should be. They're making some moves, guys. They're making some moves. And at the end of the day, it's everybody loves a winner. You know, everybody's up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, everybody's up that, that bandwagon now. Let's not... Let's not forget that Patrick Mahomes played that game injured. And if he was not injured, it would have been a different – to me, it would have been a different – it would have been more competitive. I don't know different result, but more competitive. Um, as far as sleeper teams, um, you know, I'm going to want the Giants to do well, of course. You know, I'm going to want Daniel Jones and um, Saquon Barkley to have a chance to be that young team that – We've been looking for them to be. Um, mm-hmm. I do see the Miami Dolphins doing much better this year. I see them doing well. Um, but as far as getting to the big dance, you have your, your standards. You have your Bills. You have your Bucks. You have your Packers. You have your Chiefs. You know, I don't see the Steelers being as good this season as they were last season either. Um, 
I think there. I, I, I think Tay makes some great points. I think what's interesting because you talked about the Giants and we talked about Washington and, and Philly a little bit earlier, um, and Dallas as well. It's very interesting to note Washington controls that is going to control that division. This and and it's not. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not saying Washington is the best team in that division. What I'm saying is the way that Washington's schedule is set up, they're going to control the fate of that division because Washington closes out their season with. Five straight division games. So who do they play twice? What? Who do they play twice at the end? Uh, I gotta see what Washington's schedule is, but they finish off um, with five straight division games. Let me see if I can pull up their schedule here. Um, because and and that's all dependent as well. Because here we go. So it looks like hmm. this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, Cowboys, Philly, Cowboys, Philly, Giants. So, them having to play the Cowboys twice is probably going to be tough for them. They can get past Philly, and then that Giants game is going to be tough as well. Yeah, because I think they start, they start with the Giants. They have the Giants in week two. They do the Giants in week two and week 17. And then they play all four games against Philly and uh, and the Cowboys in a four week span. So Washington's really going to control the fate of that division. Um, I think. All right, let me tell you something. There's no way I see Washington beating Dallas twice back to back like that. Absolutely. I'm gonna say that now. I'm gonna say that now. I mean, with the Eagles, you never know. The Eagles are streaky. You get what I'm saying? But I cannot imagine. That I want to see how Dallas starts the season off before I make any determinations about them. You get what I'm saying? But there's no way. I don't. I don't see it happening. I could be wrong. I mean, I'll I see of, I'll see we're, we're, we're disqualifying week one. We're disqualifying week one. I think Washington has but a chance to everything play else after that. Yeah, they have a chance to play spoiler for all three teams because if the Giants are in playoff contention and need to win the final week of the season to either cement the playoff spot or get into the playoffs, Washington can play spoiler. They can screw with Philly and Dallas at the end of the season um, at, at the same time, even if they split the games. I think it's just very interesting. In terms of sleeper teams, Dre, um, I really want to keep an eye on the 49ers this year. I think the 49ers can bounce back. Um, I think that's a sleeper team. I think that they're a threat. No, I think they're a sleeper because they've underperformed. They do have a new quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be Garoppolo that's going to start or if they're going to go with the rookie and Trey Lance and throw him into the fire. We don't know what's happening there. And I also think uh, – so I have three. I have uh, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers. I think that the, um, the Cleveland Browns can be a sleeper team. I think they can actually do very, very well, especially because I agree with Tay – I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to be as good, right? And lastly, and y'all are going to lose your minds. I think the Chicago Bears can be a sleeper team this year. About time you admit it. It's about time you admit it. I just believe in Justin Fields. Mm, my I sleep- believe in Justin Fields. <laughs> my sleeper team is the Saints. My sleep- what? My sleep- yes. Who do you have starting for them, Dre? That's what I was just about to ask you. What, who's their doesn't quarterback? Ma- doesn't matter who's Maybe it's Winston. It, 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 it should be Winston, but at this point, at this point, 
it doesn't matter which one of them because of the weapons around them. So I think I think honestly, y'all sleeping on Pittsburgh a little bit too much. I felt like the only thing they were lacking was a rush was a rushing game, and they just picked up a really good running back yeah. in the in the draft. I think that's that was pretty much all they really need because once you played Pittsburgh, you knew what they were you knew what they were going to do. They were going to throw the ball. Ben, Big Ben was going to throw the ball. Now they have a little bit more depth as far as the running. So I feel like Pittsburgh is going to be a, is, is going to be a sleeper team. Y'all, I think y'all not I giving them enough y'all credit. Y'all sleeping on me and Dre's team. Let me tell you why. I, was, I just thought on about the Giants? it. Yeah. Let me tell you why. I just thought about it. They were this close to getting into the playoffs without Saquon. Without any of their weapons, they were this close. You know what I'm saying? I apologize. Go ahead. And a whole whole bunch of people not catching a ball and everything, like, and and all the mess at the end of the season. Yeah. Jason Garrett, he may not have been the best head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, right? But he is the right offensive coach for the for the Giants. I just realized something that we that we all that we all kind of forgot to talk on. What? The Rams may be the most dangerous team in the NFL. They have the, they still have the best defense in the NFL, and they just got Matthew Stafford. They might be the biggest sleeper team in the league because I don't think a lot of people give the Rams credit, but Stafford's a beast. I, I, don't, I don't think people forgot about on, Stafford. I'm not gonna hold. You. I don't think anybody slept on the Rams because of that defense. They're always in like. In the playoff talks, as far as like, okay, yeah, but you never trust that's what you gotta Brown. worry about. Yeah, but you, 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 that defense, you, you said it yourself. Defense wins games. Ain't that pretty much how Kansas City got stifled? You gotta think about stuff like that. That's so I mean, exactly why Kansas City got stifled. That's one hundred percent the reason why. But like I was saying, like I don't think anybody slept on the Rams. I think everybody keeps that in the back of their head. Like, well. You know, we got all these potential teams. We know that we know the potential in a lot of them, but I don't think I don't think anybody slept on the Rams. I think we all are in agreement that the Rams are are probably the biggest threat to to to, to the Super Bowl winning. And so, I would man. love to see Stafford to run. Somebody said the 49ers here. And yeah. we we kind of forget that Garoppolo was running roughshod a exactly for last. So those teams out in Cali. You get what I'm saying? I think that the the 49ers could still be like I didn't think about them now until I thought about they were just in the Super Bowl less than two seasons ago. You also gotta you can't forget that last year they were mauled with injuries. Mauled. Mauled. Like, like I said, a lot I've of these never teams seen anything like that. I think a lot of these teams. teams that we looked at and were like, all right, they're probably not then like we're a little skeptical about we gotta also remember that it was a different type of season last season. COVID ran rampant on a lot of these teams and, and a lot of people like ventured out and not and like you know basically said that they weren't playing this season. So that left a lot of teams hit. The Patriots is one is one team in, in particular that got hit because of that. So and- and, and they did pretty pretty damn good in in, 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 in in the draft. So I don't like I said, we can sleep on a lot of these teams. I I know in the back of our head, we're all like, all right, the Rams is the team to beat. The Bucks is the team to beat. Um, I, mean, I still think the, the, the I, still think, I still think the Bills are the team team to beat. Buffalo, Buffalo still Buffalo's the team still to the beat. Team to beat. There's only uh, but so many times they're gonna get that last minute disappointment. 
Before, right. before we leave the NFL, can I just ask one last thing, Dre? Yep. Um, just to the to, to the whole panel, and can I just look at it just on a whim? If I tell you there's a team that I believe their three toughest games are uh, well, four are against the Dolphins, the Bills, the 49ers, and the Rams. And the rest of their the rest of their games are against pretty middle of the road teams. What would you think their record's gonna be? And they, you know, what would you say? Those are their four toughest games. Well, it's 17 games in the season now, so you know it's kind of hard to say you you know so, what you would used to say. I'll tell you, I'll tell you they play the so, Texans. Like, they play the Texans twice. They're gonna beat the Texans. Texans, Broncos, Cardinals, Bengals, Titans, Dolphins, Seahawks. Cardinals is not an easy win. Bills, Colts, Niners, Falcons, Rams, Titans, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Colts. What do you think the record for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars will be? Seven and ten. <laughs> I think they Is miss it? out on. I think they miss out on the playoffs. I'm not saying, they, but they won't be playing bad. I just think they will miss out on the playoffs. They'll lose. Go ahead. You you unmute yourself. I agree. I think I think Urban got a gift. I'll give them more than the seven ten though. Mm. Urban got a gift. This is a pretty easy schedule for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I yeah. welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> That's how I see it. Look, five and twelve. I'm sticking to it. Five and twelve. You damn right. Five and twelve is a bit. It's their, shifty, first season. But it's their first season together. I don't. Lord, it's the same. You but... gotta relax. You gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You gotta relax. To be <laughs> fair, to be fair, I thought the same thing. And it, yeah, I thought the same thing. You think that's bad? Was... I have, I have a worse, I, I have a worse confession that I will never actually admit until the day that I die. That'll literally get me, I think, booted off of everything. Put it in the chat. I wouldn't see it. No, I can't say it. Right. Put it in the Put chat. In the I chat. want to see it. Put it in the chat. You shouldn't have said it. Now you got to say it. Now you got to say it. Uh, well, while Pete is um, in doing his confession, let's jump back into a little bit of boxing. We were talking about it last week. Canelo is now a unified, undisputed um, super middleweight champion. And we talk about Mayweather. We talk about Pacquiao. Um but is Canelo slowly climbing that ladder to being one of the best middleweights of all time? Queen, I'm start with you. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a a uh, a great argument to make for Canelo, which sucks because the reason why Canelo's not being spoken about in the same breath as the Pacquiao's, the Pacquiao's and the um, Mayweather's is because there's not as many eyes on boxing as there used to be. Um, I really thought that Canelo was going to lose for some reason. But um, I feel as if Canelo, you got to give him, he's the type of boxer you got to give him his flowers while you still can. Um, he's been doing this for a while. He's been carrying boxing on his back. He really has been. So I, I, I can put him up there. Um, someone posted, why isn't anyone talking about how Canelo being racist and saying he won't fight fellow Mexicans? I never heard it. I, I didn't hear racist? it. I honestly didn't hear it. 
but I think, um, I, me personally, I think that it's more of a, I don't want to fight my own. I don't want to fight my own people while I'm trying to build up my people. Yeah, but still, that's but how I see the it. The only way you, the only way you, you bring up your people is you put them on the spotlight to dance with you. That's what, a fact. You you don't. That's a, no, that's a fact. That is a fact. I like that. Um, yeah. I do want to give Canelo his flowers, but I do also want to. And we spoke about boxing uh, last week, uh, and one of the things that I didn't, I, I, I realized I didn't mention in our conversation was. Um, unfortunately, I think mainstream attention to boxing goes as the heavyweight division goes. That's um, and unfortunately, as great as Canelo is, he's not a heavyweight. And so, if you're a boxing fan, or even you're a casual boxing fan, or maybe you pay attention to sports stuff, maybe you know who Canelo is. But those non-boxing fans who tuned in to watch Tyson and Lennox Lewis, and Klitschko, and Holyfield, and all of that, you know, they're not tuning in. They're not shelling out 40 bucks to go to a bar to go see Canelo, unfortunately. Um, because I think boxing still moves as the heavyweights move, but we're starting to see less and less of the greatness of the heavyweight division. Now, all right, I want to bring to attention kind of the comments that just came up. Um, if this is something that Canelo did say, it's definitely wrong. You're gonna say nobody is glossing right. over it. I right. mean, me personally, this is my first time hearing it, so part of my ignorance to the situation. Right. I don't want anybody to say that, not even a, a black right a fighter or white fighter. I feel that like the only way you kind of shine light on your people in the sport is giving is giving them the opportunity to share the ring with your prestige. You get a platform is everything, but the thing is, I want the right. When I say the right boxers on the right stage, I mean you have to be a real competitor. Not because you're Mexican, I'm gonna fight you because you're Mexican, and you're out there getting your ass with you know fight after fight, and just to put you on the platform, knowing that you can't carry the field, you know the the, the ring. But if you are a legitimate competitor, why not? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I don't want yeah. any boxer of any race to, to say that. I feel like we get too bogged down by 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 the racial divisions. You get what I'm saying? I want boxers to be able I, I do feel like Latino boxers are carrying the, the, the sport right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So let's yeah. not let's not shy away from that. So I I while while Tay was making her point. I looked it up, mm -hmm. and I just want to make sure that we we are, as as a sports media platform, we are putting out the most accurate information, and we know how much media uh, comes out skews things. So, this was back in January of this year. I heard um, that part. And Canelo said, "Quote: I represent Mexico." So it, it was a, a conversation about a talk. Um, with Jamie uh, Munguia, and I, I apologize if I butchered that name. Quote, I represent Mexico, and I do not like to fight with Mexicans. I do not see any sense in doing that, Canelo said to TV Azteca. Jamie Mangua has potential, but he still has some fights to go before he reaches this level. I am not closing the door to anything, but for now, I would not like to fight with other Mexican against other Mexican fighters. 
Uh, his last Mexican fight was against Julio Cesar Chavez in 2017. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to let you answer the first question first, and then I'm going to lead you, and then you're going to lead off into what he just said. Do you think Canelo is becoming one of the greatest middleweights of all time? And then after that, how do you feel about these comments? <laughs> all right. Um, as far as Canelo Alvarez, do I see him as one of the great super middleweights? Definitely. One of them, do I say he's like, I think he's slowly grazing into like, he's definitely top 15, but is he like grazing top 10? That's that's a debate, you know? Like, is he the Thomas Earns of the of the world or the B-Hops or, or, or the Sugar Ray Leonard's? No, I, I don't think he's there quite yet, but he's definitely... Like Tay said, he's he's kind of carried that division for like the last five to five to eight years. So I mean, it's hard to say that he's not one of the greatest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say like, yeah, he is. He's definitely one of the greatest. But I don't think he. You is. have to. You have to say yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't... carried the Mayweather carried boxing for about 15 years. Yeah, and then it's it, it'll take a hell of a fighter and a hell a of a showman. A hell of a fighter and a hell of a showman to kind of carry the division on your back. And I would say for the past four or five years, you know what I'm saying, it's been Canelo. Yeah. Now, because of the boxing popularity decline, we're not seeing it as often. And I, I think that, you know, the greats are always subjective. Yeah. You know, but... If he did say he didn't want to fight Mex other Mexicans, I think that's the wrong. I think it's wrong for him to say that. I do so, too. I don't. I don't. Reading the quote, you know what I'm saying? It's wrong. It, it's wrong. So, right. I mean, hearing the quote, I I think it's it's more or less of one of those. You let the pride, you let your your your, your heritage and your pride get the best of your better judgment. So it's like the I'm the hero complex, and I I like to like equate that to like uh if we're talking wrestlers like Bret Hart you know he was a hero he couldn't do he he had to do things his way that's his mindset he couldn't see outside of his mindset so that could be Canelo Alvarez in that in that stance like he he's thinking naively and, and it comes off very on Bret Hart's name period and I'm going back How on I'm not discrediting you about Bret Hart, though. That's the thing. I've been seeing your little messages and all these little but that, All right. What, what, what I'm talking about right you now as far as their mentality, I'm trying to make it to where it makes sense. And, and, make and as far as the, I am making it make sense. As far no, as his thinking, uh, as far as his thinking giving, he's not seeing it's outside not of his way. what it's supposed to give, honey. It's Whatever. not giving what it's supposed to give. Bret Hart stands. Y'all need to relax. That's what y'all do. Y'all need to relax. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. Look, Canelo Alvarez is one of the greatest middleweights. He is. But if you're putting on for your country, you have to have the mindset of you have to have the mindset of you need to like put certain fighters that are from your country on because they're not going to have that spotlight on them. You're the biggest spotlight. Mm -hmm. Shine that light on other on others because you're not going to be boxing forever. Who's, um, gonna be, who's next up? I, I, I want to avoid that. I want to. I want to just um, touch on that comment that was that Canelo's avoiding big fights. I don't. I don't want to say that I don't think Canelo's avoiding big fights, but the 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 two people that I I'm seeing that are like talking about wanting to fight Canelo, 
One is in his former weight class that he doesn't want to go back to. And the other one is a former champion who's trying to come back to the belt. So I don't want to say that he's avoiding big fights. I don't know who else is out there in the middleweight division for Canelo to fight. And if Canelo is legitimately ducking big fights for people who are lined up in the middleweight division, then I will keep the same energy for Canelo that I did for Mayweather when I said Mayweather ducked big fights when guys were in their prime, right? I will keep the same energy for Canelo. Uh, but I don't know if that's the truth, um, you know, from, from what I know, because I don't know who's in the middleweight division right now for Canelo to fight. Yeah, we haven't been – let me tell you something. It shows you how boxing has faced such a decline because you're not hyped up for these fights. You know, there's no – to me, I think almost everyone's a, a, a casual boxing fan, if you, if you so much say it. Because you're not seeing the Canelo fanfare like the Mayweather fanfare. And every big, every big fighter has always been accused of avoiding the big fights. Remember, boxing's so political because he's what, the WO, WBO champ? You know, I think he's unified. He's definitely avoiding Charlo. That he don't want that problem. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely, yeah, he, he does definitely not did. want that Charlo problem. Did. I can tell you that whole he He's definitely, definitely avoiding that. I know that for a fact. I did. I do remember that. But whatever uh, <laughs> it is, I don't know. Well, the top I, I, three, the top three in super him, middleweight. The top three in super middleweight uh, for the WBO uh, is. It is twenty and zero uh, kid, uh, uh, English British kid by the name of Parker, an American by the name of Jacobs who's thirty seven and three, and a Canadian boxer uh, Lemieux who's 42, uh, 42 and four. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You know, if he wants to, if you're gonna bring somebody up from middleweight to super middleweight, then yeah, you have Mungia who is his Mexican. Uh, a, a Mexican compatriot at 36 and 0. You have Demetrius uh, Andrade, who's the WBO middleweight champion at 30 and 0. So it, it, I really, I think it depends if you're going to have someone come up from middleweight to fight him at super middleweight. Because you know Canelo's not going to drop down. Canelo's definitely not, be, not dropping down, and he's not Canelo's moving up to light heavyweight. Right. So we we have to see how this all pans out. And where he ends up eventually, do again, not just because of his fights, but again, his comments. Because you know, you're not putting anybody, you know, you're one of the biggest Mexican boxers right now, and you're not putting your people on. I I hear the reasoning behind it, but you, you shouldn't. No, like, your reasoning like, is not good. I like, like I said, yeah, I can yeah. I can I can say, Oh, that's I your hear, reasoning. I, like I said, I hear it, but yeah, I don't I don't agree with it. Like it's I don't agree with any of those type of race or race oh, type of arguments. No. Ever. Right, it's boxing. You should want to fight the next one that's in line. Who's who, who's in in the standings? It should I don't never care be how much money is on the table. You should always be wanting to fight the best fighter. Yeah, you don't never want you, nationality should have nothing to do with it. As and that's far what I think. When boxing fighting. became when boxing became big money, that's when everything changed. Because again, Muhammad Ali and those guys they weren't making big big bucks. No. You know, you know, but when when money when boxing became all about the money that you get for the big fight, that's when we started to see boxers doing maybe one, maybe two fights a year and only the big money fights instead of fighting the people that they should be fighting, and that's anybody who's got the chops to contend for the title. Agreed, agreed. 
Final topic of the day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. The playing tournament is just about set. Um, we're going to bring this question up again uh, next week because the playing tournament is next week. But as of right now, prior to seeing the playing tournament, do you have any sleepers in in either conference that can sneak up and and take the crown, not just from the Lakers, from the Clippers, from you know, from the usual suspects this year? Do you have anybody that's gonna get upset when you know, like in the first or second round? Um, Matt, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, in the Western Conference, I mean, any I conference, if in uh. Man, let me look at the standards right now. Uh, out of the playing tournament, the only one that stands a chance in their six is the Lakers. I, I mean, granted, you know, light skinned Jesus is there, and uh, nah, the Hawks is not being the next. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's not even a thought. Hawks is not being the next. I'm not. I'm not. That's a dub. That is a dub. One hundred percent. They got lucky and they beat. They, not lucky. They beat Washington, but Washington. Look at where Washington is at and look at the state of that team. That team is nothing compared to the Knicks. You're not dropping 120-something, 125 points in the Knicks. It's not happening. So, um, and I don't care how good Trey, Trey, um, Trey is and um, what's the other one name? I forgot his name. The forward. What's his name? I've, uh, Collins. Yeah, um, Jason Collins. John Collins. Jason Collins. John Collins. John Collins. John Collins. It's someone with a J. But yeah, I don't care how good they are. They're not beating that Knicks team. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. They've been swept but, by the Knicks in the regular season. I don't think they're going to get swept in the playoffs, but I, I don't think that they're beating the Knicks in the seven game series. It's just not happening. But I feel like the the game to watch out of the play in tournament. Realistically speaking, is the Lakers the world? Well, well, not outside of the playing tournament because we can't really. The, the Lakers have been mauled with injuries as well. So I hear like, that. like, like, come but on, like, who wants to play LeBron James in the first round? Like, what? I, yeah, like, I, who wants to play LeBron James in the first round? San Antonio I mean, Spurs. You know, you know, Greg Popovich yeah. will take a lot of pleasure in knocking LeBron James out of the playoffs. Mm. I'm mad you even mentioned the San Antonio Spurs right now. Like, like okay. in this climate <laughs> that we're like, Tay, who, Tay, who is your sleeper right now? Ah, who out my out your mind? What? Speak your piece, bro. Speak he said piece. the Spurs when you said the Spurs. Oh, when man, he said, well, the Spurs. Well, I was about to say he's. Wild. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like. I feel like I don't see any any. I don't go that far either. I don't know about go that far either. They'll be lucky to get out the Western Conference the way they've been playing. You was giving good conversation to you said Lakers back to back play. Um, I I hope so, man. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. I'm surprised at how bad the Lakers have been playing. They've been mauled by injuries, yes, but I am surprised that they have not amassed a better record than where they are right now. Um, I can see them being upset on. Just being honest. I can see somebody making their bones on the Lakers during the the whatever. Um, I think, you know, the Golden State Warriors, I think that they have a a really, really strong chance to make a deep, deep run. What happens? I ain't gonna hold you. If Light Skin Jesus shows up, in all his glory, 
and it's playing. <laughs> and it's like the NCAA is a one game thing. Look, this is any given Sunday rules, meaning like something can happen. Anything can happen. Because Thank this, you, Top Waivers. Good, look, you, good looking out, brother. Good thank looking you, out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate Follow us that. Your sport, at your sports show on Instagram, Twitter, we everywhere. Well, yeah, like I was saying, bro, if, if Light Skin Jesus show up in form, like his first Sunday, LeBron in trouble. I'm telling you, LeBron I mean, is in yes. trouble. Yes, yes, absolutely. Look, absolutely. I know I said what I said last year about Dave Dallas, who's still a problem. But Dave Dallas is, 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 is it seven versus in holler from Dane last yeah. year? If it's seven, is it seven yeah. versus eight? Can I talk versus Jay? Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. How you was hooting hollering for Dane Dollars last year? We couldn't come back. We had like three episodes dedicated to Dane. Because he's a problem. Not- because he's a problem. You make sure you add that to it. We talk about Dane Dollars because he is a problem. Way more than you talk about Dane Dollars. He's a killer. We're talking about him way more than you ever Come on. As much as we talk about Dame Dollars being a killer, he's Satan on that basketball court. Light skin Jesus might do some 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 he might do some miracles in this playing tournament, is what I'm trying to say. It's not a miracle. Who on the Lakers is guarding is guarding? Not, not a damn soul. Not oh, a okay. damn soul. <laughs> I'm just making sure, just making sure we all agree with on that. Soul. They better Pete. shut down that whole team. Please um close this out. What what is your thoughts? Who is the the, the the sleeper that you guys are seeing that um, will probably knock somebody out. Yeah, I think. Listen, I I, I think um, you know we've been talking about them. They've been the big story, but I think the Knicks can definitely be a second round team. Um, definitely can be a second round team, and I think it also depends who they play in the second round. If 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 the Knicks play a Milwaukee in round two, I don't want to be Milwaukee playing the Knicks in round two. Because I think I Milwaukee know. could get beat by by the Knicks. Um, I, don't I don't think, think I, I don't think the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks could beat a Philly or a, a full strength Brooklyn. Uh, but I think they could beat a Milwaukee. Um, you know, I don't think any of the teams in the Eastern Conference play in tournament are really really dangerous. But I think oh. Boston, if they get their ish together, Boston Stop. could no. be okay. No. Um, here's no. my big thing. I agree with what. Uh, Matt said, uh, and what Chase said also about the Warriors. Um, if the Warriors, here's the thing: the Warriors only have to go, or even the Lakers only have to go one and one. Exactly. Right. So it's going to be right now. If the standings stay the way they are, it'll be the Lakers versus Golden State. It'll be Memphis versus San Antonio. Right, the Lakers have a chance to sneak in and push Portland to the play-in game. Okay, but here's the thing: if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to go into a first-round series against Denver. Now, I think Denver. Or Portland has to lose tonight, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. The Lakers still have a chance to avoid the play-in game. But would you rather play Golden State, lose, and then probably beat either San Antonio or Memphis and still make the playoffs? Or would you rather go into a series against Denver? And even though I think Denver has the most questions, 
because I don't know how far they go without Jamal Murray. They have Aaron Gordon. No, they have Aaron Gordon. Are, are we are, are we putting Aaron Gordon in the same category as Jamal Murray? No, but I'm putting what's his name? Um, the, the, Gordon. The, you have Porter Jr. and you have Jokic. Porter Jr. Now, and yes, Porter Jr. is a monster too. And okay. I think I think I think Ananda love Dre. Dre. Yeah, no, I agree with you. was talking about no, him yeah. last. I definitely season. agree with that. But when you said, yeah, they have Aaron Gordon, like no, meaning like they have the extra help that they oh, okay. didn't have okay. last year. I'm about to That's say what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm saying. Relax, relax. I think I think for me the biggest sleeper team. Is Golden, Golden State? I think the team that could be in the most uh, has the most to lose in the West is Denver because again, I think they can beat a play-in opponent, but I don't know. I mean, I think they could beat Portland in a series if they ended up having to play Portland. But when you get into that second round, the loss of Jamal Murray, I think, is really going to weigh on them. Uh, and I think the East, the biggest thing is is the Knicks, but. I'm gonna throw this out there. Miami didn't lose anybody at all. And they gained Trevor Reason. I will say this: if Miami goes into the playoffs having played possum this season and then turn it on in the playoffs, they can be very, very dangerous. They just lost. They lost Oladipo. Um, Earlier in the week, but they didn't have Oladipo last year. They didn't have Oladipo last year. But I think the addition of Trevor Ariza and everybody else being healthy, Miami is still dangerous. I still think that the Knicks have a possibility of knocking out one of the the, any one of the seeds, one of the seeds higher than them. That's why I said I think Milwaukee. If they play Milwaukee in the second round, they can beat Milwaukee. What did you say, Jay? One of them. Any one of them. Yeah. Any given day. I don't know if they can beat a seed. I don't know if they can beat Philly in a series. They, they, I in think, a series? I think. I don't they know, can man. Beat. Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers is the coach of Philly, right? Yeah. If they go up 3-1, you know what time it is. <laughs> so. You know, and listen, I know we all have our questions about Brooklyn. I do, too, even as a Brooklyn fan. That's a dude you might come back, too. It's hard. It's hard on paper to see the Knicks beating a full-strength Nets team in a seven-game series. But the thing is, if say if the, if the Knicks make it to the second round, right, they'll run into Philly in the, in the, in the second round. Because I believe it's first and eighth plays the winner of fourth and fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Who so would Philly, if, uh, Philly would essentially be playing one of the playing teams. Philly would, either, playing Philly would either play uh, – because you got, so you got Boston versus Charlotte. I think Boston wins that game. Indy versus Washington. Oh no, I think Charlotte beats Boston. I think Charlotte beats Boston. Charlotte beats Boston right now. Then you got Jalen Brown is gone. Indianapolis versus Washington. So if, if Charlotte wins that game, Charlotte will play Brooklyn in the first round. Uh, whoever wins, no, 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 yeah, whoever wins no. the seven and yeah, whoever wins the seven eight becomes the seven seed. Oh, becomes the seven seed, which means they would yeah. play Brooklyn. Yes. Um, and then and then you got Indi- Indianapolis and Washington, which I think will be they a really play good the game. Sixers. They'll play the Sixers. Well, no, they whoever loses that game has to whoever wins that game then has to play the loser of Boston Charlotte. Right. So so Boston can still get into the playoffs. Right. Boston so, will only have to go one team. and one, or Charlotte only has to go one and one. Look, and I just want to throw this out there. 
Kimber Walker is um garbage. If, right well, now. if this was our savior for y'all Kyrie Irving argument. Um, so, so the yeah. thing about is, I get think, him. Uh, I'm about I to think, say, take the glasses off. She's about to get him. I think Philly, I think Philly beats <laughs> any one of those teams. I think Brooklyn beats those teams. So, if you knock those out, okay, Philly and Brooklyn go to the next round. I think Milwaukee, um, and you know, I, I think Milwaukee. If Atlanta, if Atlanta uh, loses their last game, Milwaukee's overrated. No, it's um, so Kyrie Irving. Okay? No, he's not. Yes, no, he's he not. Pete is over. Yes, don't, is. don't even worry about it. Pete is over. No, don't not. worry about it. <laughs> Put some respect on Kyrie Irving. No. Yes. Question. Pete, Pete leave it. Leave it. Let them, let them do it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just realized Irving, something. Man. What's up? Because we got we to gotta close if, off. If, if, the Knicks, if the Knicks go to the fourth seed, Yes. Atlanta can only be as worse as the fifth seed, which means if my, Miami will go to six, which means Miami will play Milwaukee in the first round. Oh, bye, Milwaukee. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. Miami. Bye, second round. Second round. Second round. Second round. No. No. Philly would play a play-in team. Brooklyn would play a play-in team. Milwaukee would then play the sixth seed, which would be Miami if the Knicks get the fourth seed. Lady Giannis. play the Hawks at it, five. It, it is all oh. good. Bye, oh. Giannis. That is oh. the worst thing that could happen. Knicks, that is the absolute worst thing that could happen in Giannis. Knicks, if the Knicks get <laughs> – listen, I think Milwaukee's screwed either way. <laughs> I think Milwaukee is screwed Yo. either way because Milwaukee's either going to play – if the Knicks get the fourth seed, it'll be Milwaukee versus Miami. And if the Knicks don't get the fourth seed and they stay in six, it's Milwaukee versus the Knicks. To be to be fair and be transparent, Milwaukee has a better chance of beating the Knicks than they do Miami. <laughs> I think the Knicks can beat them. I feel I like think the Jimmy Knicks Butler, can beat them, but I feel I, like Jimmy Butler got Giannis's heart. I'm sorry, he <laughs> like, got a lot of people's hearts. Like he got but, his heart. Like, but and, how, and let me ask you a question: How is Julius Randle not in the MVP conversation? He is. He is. He's but in it. We'll, but we'll see. You got you got Joker. You got uh, Embiid, who's who's been. Embiid is like probably crazy. out the conversation because he's been. Yeah, I think it. they're all leaning the Joker now. It's all. It's, it's going to be Joker, and it is what not it is. Westbrook, not if he killed out the first round. Westbrook and Westbrook. Julius Randle to me have to be in the conversation. Westbrook we'll see. Not need we'll to be see. That, we'll bring that. We'll bring that up next weekend, and when when the playoffs start, and see what you know, what the field is like. But again, shout out to the Jabatiz Network. Us at the Euro Sports Show, the Job Tears Podcast, Two and a Half Bros, that's own talk. Uh, my friends at Talk with Champions, um, Tavius Tea Time, BK Matt, and myself, um, Brooklyn BS, and Mr. I Got a Wrestling Promotion, but don't want to tell nobody when, when the date is out. Um, <laughs> I am so disappointed. <laughs> I was shocked and appalled. <laughs> It got confirmed on Wednesday, and then I spent the next 24 hours trying to get in contact with talent because I'm trying to get everything locked up. No. But shout out to Paul. The thing is, and I don't usually go to wrestling shows, and I was going to go. I, you know what? I'm expecting a phone call. I'm expecting a phone call. Someone wish me all the best in my future endeavors. Uh, 
we'll talk about that later on. We'll talk about that yeah. in the chat. But again, shout out yeah. to everybody. Uh, get a trash Cup, bag in the mail. Real quick. <laughs> That's tough. But <laughs> for wow. uh oh, shout out to uh, Battle Cup Pro. Their show is next week. Yeah. On the you 29th. one for you every episode coming. Big afterwards. Oh, it is up. It is up. It is up. And it's stuck. Right, <laughs> bro. But, again, shout out to Battle Club Pro. Um, they're having their open house for their um, new wrestling school coming on Sunday. And their show is next Saturday. Um, two shows one day. Um, So, for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. For VK episode. Oh man, <laughs> for for BK Matt for the Queen, the, the, um, the Voice Slayer, the the the. You see it, yeah. You yeah, see look, it. Look, look at the, look at the Yeah. It is your boy, Big Baby, mm. <laughs> signing off. Peace.